Welcome to the Recess Nurse Podcast. Elevating emergency nursing, one episode at a time. I'm your host, Yunsi Dursa. Welcome to the Recess Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Yunsi Dursa. This is on ultrasound-guided peripheral IVs, but it focuses more on training and how to develop a program within your facility. Um, My guest is Brett Nelson. Both of us, in let's say in the last nine months or a year, have been contacted about how to train nurses to um, insert uh, ultrasound-guided peripheral IVs. So in the spirit of foam and phone, we'd like to share our experience to you. We also have a course uh, that's viewed more as a conference or intensive workshop um, on October 13th. So the details will be there. And then we'll jump right into uh, the second part of the discussion. Episode 21 is part one with Brett Nelson regarding ultrasound-guided peripheral IVs. If after listening to this episode, you want to get a little bit more info behind the benefits of having nurses perform ultrasound-guided peripheral IVs, then go back and listen to episode 21. Um, As always, all the information is going to be in the show notes, and there'll be a lot to download, so uh, feel free. So if you want to take a course um, and you haven't taken a course on how to perform an ultrasound-guided IV, Brett and I have developed a course that you can take. And it's a little plug-in, but it's going to be on Saturday, October 13th. um, And we hope that you can make it. Uh, Do you want to share a little more details about this, Brett? So um, we're basically taking everything that we have learned to maximize the educational experience for um, all the docs and nurses that we've been teaching over the years and um, allow folks to access it that, uh, that don't work closely with us. So the course is designed to give you a lot of hands-on experience um, with um, guiding uh, needles with ultrasound. We have um, phantoms that we can you can stick to your heart's content. Um, We'll also have live models that you can look but not touch, meaning we're not sticking uh, needles into live people uh, in this. So no humans are going to be harmed during the filming of this course. And we have um, the opportunity to get familiar with using an ultrasound machine and take this, you know, mystique uh, away from that and um, and get that hand-eye coordination and and, and just improve your skill set in being able to use this new technique. And it might be that you have a program at your hospital and you're playing catch up with some of the people that have done this already. You might be one of the pioneers that's just interested in doing this. Um, we certainly um, uh, don't make any claims that by because of doing this course, you're going to be able to do this procedure automatically at your institution. There may be individual localized um, uh, policies and procedures regarding venous access that you'll have to deal with, but it'll be hard to have an intelligent conversation about incorporating a new skill set um, until you've had some practice with it. So if you're at a place where nobody's doing it uh, and you want to see what that's about, then I think this would be a great opportunity to um, to get your hands uh, in on this. Yeah, and um, we've decided to set this up almost like a conference. So uh, we've gathered 
a lot of ultrasound experts, both um, nurses and physicians. And so you would have a really good uh, one to four uh, so it's one instructor to four uh, course attendees. So you're going to have a lot of hands-on and just close uh, contact with an instructor. So you can really kind of hone in these skills. Um, and then, you know, of course, after you do this, you are going to have to use this skill set in order to develop it. Um, but at least you have some sort of basis. Um, we do want to just try to take the fear out of the <laughs> the ultrasound machine, uh, away and, and just, you know, view this as something that is useful. Some like, just another, um, almost like another tool in your toolkit. So, um, it's going to be Saturday, October 13th, 2018 in New York, New York, and we'll have all the info posted in the show notes. Okay. So now episode 22 with Brett Nelson. Brett and I, we had actually ended up uh, creating a an ultrasound training program for nurses. Um, we started this last year. It's ongoing, and a lot of the nurses really seem to enjoy it. And um, and but there have been some challenges. So we want to share um, just some tips. Um, so first off, we. We, you know, we looked at, uh, you know, well, why should nurses uh, perform this? And we had already touched on on that. Um, but a lot of it is nurses feel very empowered uh, with this skill. Uh, and we know that nurses are, you know, the experts in IV insertions. Uh, so we both work in the emergency department. And for us, it was an emergency department initiative. And we approached it as a multidisciplinary approach. Um I feel like the work environment between the disciplines, between nurses and providers, I feel like it's it's um it's been helpful with increasing um, better teamwork. What do you think? Oh, I totally agree. Uh, no, I think the um, the sense of teamwork is is great because um, if no, when when we're in a place where none of the nurses know how to do this. Um, and it comes up all the time that the patient needs to have it done. Um, you know, we used to be in a situation in our environment where easily 10 times a day, um, nurses are coming to physicians and saying, um, we can't get access on this patient. And, um, in, and normally that's just, you know, part of the teamwork. It's like, thanks for letting me know. Let me, let me see what I can do. Um, but when everybody's overwhelmed, when the docs are overwhelmed, when the nurses are overwhelmed, um, when the patients are frustrated, um, it's a challenging position to be in to say like, well, how, if I'm the nurse, when am I going to call for help? Like, I don't want to be seen as weak because I can just look at somebody until they've got no veins. And I, I know darn well that despite my best efforts, I'm going to stick them a few times and not get anything. And then I'm going to have to talk to, you know, the, maybe the charge nurse or some other nursing supervisor, and they're going to try a couple of times and not get anything. So are we going to subject a patient to some, some discomfort before we do what is essentially going to be inevitable based on my experience and, um, and, and get someone else to, to do a different technique? Um, or can we get that process done a little earlier? So, um, and in, in the best scenario, have control over the process yourself, you know. So I think we've, we've, we've gone to the point where if uh, an experienced nurse that's really good at placing IVs can just look at a patient and say, this is going to be challenging, you know, instead of thinking like, how many times am I going to stick them before I 
you know, just admit that this isn't going to work and we need to go to do something else, um, that same person can either do an IV themselves or place the IV using ultrasound guidance themselves. So it's, I, I think, really been a very positive thing for the nurses and for the patients. And in the end, it's more efficient um, because, as I think you mentioned before, you know, you've placed enough IVs to know that if this person's got veins, it's probably just quicker to throw the tourniquet on and get the I, get the IV and not go over and grab the ultrasound machine if you don't need it. But if you look at them and you think you need it, well, then it's just as quick to go over and get the machine and, and do it. What's not quick is some prolonged process of I need to do a certain number of sticks before I ask for help. And then that person needs to do a certain number of sticks before they ask for help. And, and we see, um, you know, policies either written or just de facto uh, at institutions that describe this sort of practice. And uh, it's really in no one's benefit. Right. And and I think that since we've we've uh, developed this training program and we've been training nurses, um, there has been a little bit more respect, I think, between the disciplines as well. Um, just understanding uh, that nurses are able to take a look at someone's arm. They're going to take a good look at the arm and really look to see, okay, you know, can I just place an IV in this patient? And sometimes, even me uh, now, sometimes I, I, I'm like, you know, I think I can get it. So I'll go for it and just try to put in an IV. And sometimes it fails. Um, and I may, you know, maybe I might need two attempts um, or three attempts, but sometimes it just simply doesn't work because they have extremely fragile veins. I go in, I'm in, I have flashback and I just can't advance the catheter because they're, it's like their veins are um, hard as a rock. Um, or I go in and I'm in, but then their veins are so fragile that they just burst. Um, and, and there's, uh, no matter how many attempts you can go with a smaller, uh, catheter size, you can try these different techniques and it's just not working. Um, so I think that a lot of the providers are, um, more understanding to say, you know, when, when a nurse does go up to them and say, Hey, you know, this person really needs an ultrasound IV. Um, it, I think it's, it has definitely promoted, um, some mutual respect between the disciplines. Uh, I agree. When it's not compartmentalized, each group can contribute greatly to the other's technique. So it, when the nurse is really good at putting in IVs but can't place anything below above a certain level of difficulty, and by that I mean if we need ultrasound guidance or we need to place an EJ or an intraosseous line or something like this. This is just off the table. Um, it's it's sort of like a um, a relay race where you just pass off the baton, but you're not running with me anymore. And then I take over, and I might be really good at ultrasound, um, and maybe I'm placing central lines, but um, the stereotype in in my experience, and there's and there's not been any literature on this, but in my experience that physicians are often reasonably good at ultrasound, um, but they extrapolate techniques from central venous access to peripheral venous access, and some of them are not functional techniques. So for example, placing the needle at too steep an angle or um, going past the point where you've got a flash a little bit too far because you've got a lot more leeway when you're getting into a vessel that's a centimeter, a centimeter and a half in diameter versus three millimeters in diameter or backwalling through a vessel and trying to pull back and rescue it or doing some techniques that um, you might be able to get away with with central lines but lack the finesse that you need for peripheral IVs. When So instead of you do your job and I do my job, if we 
collaborate a bit more because you're familiar with ultrasound and IVs and I'm familiar with ultrasound and IVs, we can really add to each other's um, experience and make all of us better. And in fact, you can do this from day one, right? If you are a nurse that's familiar with placing IVs, but you don't have any experience with ultrasounds, um, coupled with a physician that's pretty good at ultrasound, but maybe hasn't done a ton of IVs, well, that means that the physician can be holding the probe, finding the vessels, um, and then you just have a conversation at the bedside. Like there's a there's a target vein here that's four millimeters underneath the skin, and it veers off a little bit towards the left, and um, and I can see your needle tip, and let's move it a little bit more to the left or to the right to, to guide it towards the spot. And I've definitely worked with people who had no idea what ultrasound was, even people who didn't really care about learning anything about ultrasound, but instead of having no guidance uh, beyond just standard landmarks or just, you know, a random approach at high yield areas where you would normally poke somebody when you had no no reference points, um, now they, they know, well, you're telling me I go here and I go deep? I got it, you know, and we have good success. And this way we take advantage of, of people that do it a lot better. Heck, uh, you and I had an experience uh, very recently where I saw some tiny veins on a patient that were tortuous and friable, and I had a flash once or twice and couldn't actually get the catheter in. So I, you know, and I'm pretty good at this and you're pretty good at this. So I walked over to you on the shift and, and, and I was, I was very glad. And certainly our patient was very lucky that you were able to help me out with that. Um, because, you know, again, I'm, I'm not pandering to you or to your audience, but, um, I think we're both pretty good at ultrasound. I think that you're better than me at the actual finesse of finagling in a, a tricky uh, catheter into a vein that doesn't want to be cannulated. So, um, so that worked out great for all of us. I learned a couple of tips, um, and um, and uh, the patient benefited. So, um, I, I think that kind of collaboration comes with um, people kind of peeking over the fence at what each other's stated job is, so that we all just see you know, the general concept of taking care of patients is, is the goal. And not that I have a set of, set of skills that you don't have, and you have a set of skills that I don't have, and we don't try to overlap at all. Right. Um, and I do remember that patient. And uh, uh, I think once, uh, once that IV was in, he said, thank you so much, boo-boo, and gave me a little pat on my uh, hand. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, so... As long as you felt that that was appropriate yeah. and comfortable, then I'm glad. I mean, as long as it wasn't like a big fat uh, kiss on yeah. the uh, on the lips, then I think uh, yes. a little pat on on my hand is okay. Yes. <laughs> what can you do? Yes. yes. Um, so uh, we obviously are encouraging um, learn how to use an ultrasound um, to place these IVs. And we wanted to share just some challenges, um, and tips that we've come across. Um, so probably the biggest thing was we've been wanting to do this for years and, um, it took a long time to get the green light, uh, because there was no nursing policy and it, it, it kind of, I don't know. I, I felt a little bit confused initially because, you know, here we have all this research, we have all these white papers that support uh, nurses to perform this skill. But then, um, you know, but then as we all know, in each institution, you have to have nursing policy that says you're allowed to do this, you're allowed to do that. Just just the same as inserting a nasal gastric uh, tube. Um, initially, as a nurse, I would be able to do that. But now, 
um, many institutions were not allowed to uh, place nasogastric tubes. Uh, maybe more, um, it, it's a skill that I feel like is we're losing as well. But um, anyway, so we had to get nursing policy. Um, and I think that part of nursing policy is with any skill, you need to have um, a program you need to have like a didactic portion. You need to have a hands-on training portion. And I think the difference between training a nurse on this versus maybe a provider is that you don't really have an on-the-fly, like I'll just teach it to you um, during a shift. <laughs> I think that might be the biggest um, difference uh, because both both of us, we've, we've had the competency component. Um, where you have to do like five sticks or 10 sticks. Um, we, we decided on 10 uh, for our competency. Yeah, I think um, there, there is a tradition in um, you know, physician-driven medicine of this uh, see one, do one, teach one concept. And I think that comes from the days of um, not wanting to appear weak. It comes from the days of not having the resources to have any level of supervision and I think um, medicine's moving away from that in general, um, in some good ways and some bad ways, meaning that um, without a certain level of demonstrable, observed, structured clinical encounter or OSCE sort of level competency that's been vetted and videotaped and, you know, reviewed by a panel of experts in a different location, you know, we can sometimes have um, people who feel like they can't do procedures because it hasn't been, you know, so thoroughly vetted. And then we have groups of people that just aren't capable of doing procedures because they haven't had the training in it. And they've sort of given this, this up entirely. And there's probably some situations where that does the patients a disservice because their, their provider isn't, um, as capable of doing a range of procedures. On the other hand, we are um, trying to make sure that the procedures that we do on patients are not done for practice purposes, uh, that they're done by people who know what they're doing and that, um, and that we, we take some level of rigor with it. Uh, it's been my experience in terms of my generation of physicians uh, coming up that uh, nursing was probably ahead of the curve on some of these things by requiring some competencies. Um, it, it can be challenging to get bogged down in bureaucracy and, and paperwork and, uh, and competency assessments to the point where it becomes onerous to assimilate any new skill as opposed to something that we're continuously striving to learn how to do. But I think that, as you alluded to, one of the ways to address this is that this isn't some brand new skill. This is a technique through which you can optimize your existing skills in venous access. And there's a lot of time spent um, in nursing education during school and clinicals and early practice um, with a lot of supervision with how to place IVs, um, which patients get which kinds of IVs, what size to place, what location to place, where are some sites that you want to avoid, how to access ports, like all these sorts of things. And again, that's, this is why I say um, that, that nurses are, this is, this is really a, a skill set that you guys are, are amazing at uh, because you have all these different angles that you can think about it from all this nuance. So adding ultrasound isn't different than adding infrared or adding extra tourniquets or just any other technique that we're doing. So 
you know, the exact number that we arrived at at our institution may be higher, may be lower than some other places. And and the reason why the exact number probably doesn't matter as much is because we're talking about adding to an existing skill set. There, there are no nurses that went through our program that learned how to place IV guided ultrasound, uh, IV um, lines with ultrasound guidance from scratch, like their first line was an ultrasound line. Um, so uh, when you already know how to do a procedure, you're, you're really just learning, as I mentioned before, how to make the ultrasound, A, not get in the way, not make the procedure worse, and B, make the procedure better. So um, so that's why a reasonably limited number of of cases can get you to that level. Right. And a lot of the nurses have, um, they love the training program because they felt, they felt like after, after going through the training program, they're like, you know, I feel much more confident in my ability of understanding how to use the ultrasound machine to insert these peripheral IVs. And then, um, and then we do the 10 mandatory, um, it's like, uh, 10 supervised, um, IVs and and there's someone there to help you um and that's after uh the nurses have gone through the training program so so once uh the supervision's done um we've actually gotten to the point where um you know it, even if let's say you are competent and some patients even with using an ultrasound machine, they're so hard, even with the ultrasound machine. So you may have to even go like, you know, find another person uh, who has ultrasound skills to to place an IV. So there should always be the support back and forth. Um, but um, our nurses are loving it. And they're like, everything's clicking. Uh, it's making sense. And the patients are also uh, loving it as well. Uh, something that we've decided to do is to not make it mandatory for all the nurses. Um, we wanted it to be an optional um, skill that people can opt in, that they can learn. Um, and then a few other things that we have um, we found is that you really need to have a multidisciplinary support, which we had talked about. You need a physician buy-in and a nurse buy-in. Um, leadership support. Uh, we got uh, support from both um, um, the medicine side and the nursing side. Um, and then finally, it should be nurse driven. Um, uh, it's it, I think that more nurses would um, respond with nurses teaching uh, nurses and and able to we're able to. Um, kind of talk about like how is it different from putting in a regular IV uh, and, and those kind of tips that I think that physicians are not as helpful in that sense, but they're able to help a lot in terms of understanding how to use an ultrasound machine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that when it's when it's when your own colleagues are are helping to drive um, the changes in your practice. Um, there, there's just some uh, cachet that comes with that. Um, so, for example, I mean, as I know you know this, but you know, the, the desire for the, uh, the the group of physicians that wanted to work with the nurses to um, to put this together was not because we were sick of you know you people asking us to put IVs in during the shift. It was just like you know, it just seemed like you, it was just such a natural progression 
for someone who's already got such skill with ultrasound to expand their armamentarium of tools to do so. And if there's any way we could be involved in helping out with that, it would be fantastic. Um, we've also learned a tremendous amount about um, Venus Access by working with you know the leaders of Venus Access in our department. So um, I think that that part just makes a lot more sense. It's also very challenging, you know, since so much of medicine can be damage control, right? Like so many policies and procedures come about through, um, you know, uh, root cause analysis of morbidity and mortality conferences or or um, or uh, bad patient outcomes or challenging cases that it's it's um, sometimes hard to incorporate just like some fresh faced new idea like, oh, there hasn't been a bad problem, but we're just like looking to improve care um, and to create a policy on nurses using ultrasound when there aren't any nurses who know how to use ultrasound seems like, you know, dealing with some theoretical pie in the sky process when there's a lot more pressing needs every single day. So I think that's one of the challenges that a lot of institutions have faced as well is there there probably needs to be a couple of pioneers in the department that have some skill level or some experience, whether they took a course or they were in a previous institution where they were able to use ultrasound, but someone that can just speak coherently about like, listen, I'm one of you guys, I'm a nurse. And I know how to place IVs, and I also know how to use ultrasound, and it's not magic, and it's not strange, and it's within our scope of practice. Um, so let's see if we can expand this a bit. But when no one's doing any of it, and there aren't any, um, there aren't any flag bearers for the process, it, it's hard to run a new policy up and down the chain of command um, within nursing when it, it just really sort of seems like theoretical. So we had that perfect storm, I think, with. Um, nurse advocates and physician advocates and people who had done uh, ultrasound at other institutions um, and and people respecting each other's opinions and experiences and also a real need. You know, it, it, it wasn't like it didn't come up often <laughs> that uh, that patients had difficult venous access um, and especially at a tertiary care center where we have um, chemo patients and transplant patients, um, dialysis patients, et cetera, who have difficult venous access every single day. Um, that it's a problem that we face throughout the entire institution. So I think all those factors came in to play very nicely. And I think that most other institutions would be able to see an example with at least one facet of the, the challenges that we were able to, to deal with and, and as a team to, to overcome. Yeah. And um I mean, this is a course that we're offering on a regular basis within our emergency department and, um, and people are signing up. So it's, it's kind of great. So we hope that, um, by hearing this, that there may be some nurses out there who want to create their own ultrasound program in your own facility. Um, and you know, if you haven't already, uh, we'll, we'll definitely attach a tip sheet that we've been using uh, that we hand out to the nurses who have taken our class. And um, we'll do it in the spirit of foam and phone. And uh, that'll all be up in the show notes. Um, any final thoughts on this? Um, I think we covered most of what I would... Um, what I would think would be important about this program. It's just, this is uh, an enormous opportunity to leverage a technology that is becoming more widespread throughout emergency departments. Um, 
around the world. Um, and a, the, the problem of difficult Venus access is only getting worse. Um, the challenges of space constraints and time constraints, um, limited resources is only getting worse. So if we can use <clears throat> technology that is increasingly readily available at the bedside and just increase the pool of people who can apply that technology to improve patient care, um, this is just a win all around for, for the nurses, for the docs, for the patients. So um, I'm really encouraged at how well um, this has been received nationally, um, at how well it's been received at our institution, uh, at the individual stories of, um, of docs and nurses and patients who have benefited from their experience with ultrasound guidance for IV access, that uh, I just want to do whatever I can to make sure that we continue to foster the, the growth of this skill set. Well, thank you very much for coming on to the show and, um, and talking uh, to all the podcast listeners about ultrasound guided IVs. Thanks so much, Nancy, for having me. That's the end of the discussion regarding ultrasound guided peripheral IVs with Brett Nelson. Really hope you guys enjoy it. I'm your host, Yunsi Dursa. Peace. You've just listened to an episode of the Recess Nurse Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Yunsi Dursa. Check out the website, recessnurse.com, for show notes, a place to leave your comments, and start a conversation. You can also follow me on iTunes, Twitter, and Facebook. 